Festive ace. <laughs> <laughs> Got the uh, festive knife. I'm a festive mother flip flop. Welcome to the Gore Club Podcast, everybody. I'm Steve Vessel. I'm Ace. And this is our holiday special. Dun dun. We got festive. Dun dun. Dun 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 dun. So I guess, uh, man, let's talk about what the fuck we just did this weekend. Had a big uh, Felissa Rose come into town. Yeah, it was cool. And thank you all for tuning in to the uh, live stream over on the Facebook page, the Louisville Gore Club Facebook page. It means a lot for two creators when people get in and chime in and tell us we suck or tell us they something sounds good or bad. And guess what? Guess who forgot to plug in the microphones on that? <laughs> this guy. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounded okay. I thought, you know, dude, I have, I have heard some awful podcasts. Oh, yeah. Or I've watched. Sounds like you're in a tin can. Some awful podcasts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was pretty bad. But, I mean, ours sounded okay. Uh, when we did the Eliminated Quigley like live stream, I thought that sounded worse because it was one of the first times we did a like a Zoom meeting. Yeah. And I remember we were asking their, their, her questions, and then Ace and Death Metal Day were like, so when's it going on? And she's like, huh? what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this, I had to freaking relay their questions to her. Anyway, it was a mess. But this was less of a mess. And that's good. It's, uh, and the uh, the Jason Leigh Howden one was fucking mwah, perfect. So, oh, yeah. Shit, sometimes you lose, sometimes you win, and sometimes you just... I get nothing else. You just fly by the seat of your pants. Oh, that's so <laughs> sweet. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. We, we had a good time. Um, I haven't been that uh, unsober in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are some partiers. Dave Sheridan and... Uh, and uh, Felissa Rose. So we're, if you know, if you don't know what we're talking about, Felissa Rose is from Sleepaway Camp. She did Return to Sleepaway Camp. She's in the knockoff version of The Nuns. They've done so many movies together, like funny yeah. fucking movies. Um, he's in Ghost World. He's which is one of my favorites, by the way. Yeah, that's great. I forgot to bring my friggin' copy of Ghost World for him to sign, and I found it for tonight, so I could just be mad at myself. Yeah. Okay. There you go. I'm mad. There was two things I meant to ask him about, which was he was in two different Red Hot Chili Peppers music videos. Oh, man. That, that I remember, not that I'm like a huge Red Hot Chili Peppers fan, but like the one he was in was always on TV when I was in college. And I probably saw it like a hundred times, just like flipping through MTV randomly. So then I, I was going through his IMDb and saw that on there. And I was like, holy shit, he was that cab driver in the By The Way video. Okay, I was going to ask, which one was it? By, By the, the way. way. And there Singing. was... By the way, <laughs> by the way, then it's like bebop, boop, bop, California. <laughs> oh, it's, it's it's chili pepper scat. That's the whole song. <laughs> chili pepper scat, not not that's not scat scat like jazz scat, but chili. Fuck me, okay, anyway. Yeah, man, they were they were a blast. We had a really good time. Um, we had some issues, but you know, with like photo ops. But you know what? You did really well. And Death Metal Dave got to dress up in the original fucking screen-used mask from a scary movie. Oh, yeah. He couldn't see shit, but he was in there. I don't care, like, you <laughs> son of a bitch. I kept looking over, and he was like, they were, like, just pointing him, like, and he had that phone. <laughs> and he was like, point me to the way. Like, <laughs> yes. So he had, like, a, a replica knife and then a phone from, like, the 90s. It wasn't just exactly like the one, but it didn't matter. But, yeah, he was awesome. He's just, I'm like, I can't tell if you're smiling. He's like, I'm not. <laughs> He was so sweaty. Yeah. That fucking ruled, man. But I got to hold that mask, and people are like, oh, it's no big deal. It's because, you know, you can buy those Was Up masks now for like $8 at the Dollar Tree. Yeah. And um, when I picked it up, I was like, oh, that's right. They actually had to fucking make this. 
like they, you could see like the acrylic paint was on there. Oh wow, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it was heavy. Uh, oh man, this is this isn't you know it's like watching the um, watching Scream and noticing the the, the K and B mask that K and B production like the special effects company made for Scream before they could get the license for the ghost face mask. There's a couple of scenes and it looks completely different by the way than the one they use. A hundred times after that. Oh yeah, it's got squinier eyes. Wait, if you saw, see the uh, the Fonz, the Fonz scene, the Henry Winkler scenes, those are all the K and B masks when he first kills uh, uh, CJ. What the hell's your name? God damn it! Um, <laughs> I can't remember. Either. It's okay. It's called editing. Uh, 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 Drew Barrymore's character. Yes. Most of those scenes are with that mask. So, until, except for when he actually is looking down at her, getting ready to stab her, then you see the uh, ghost face mask that they got licensed blow from Fun World. Fun World. Yeah, and we had a fun time. So, anyways, I guess we're going to do like fun. holiday movies. Holiday, kind of, uh, you know, season. some of them are traditional holiday movies for me. Some of them are not so traditional ones that you may think. <laughs> We're uh, on a budget. Yes. This is on YouTube. This is public <laughs> domain, so don't sue us. You can't. Ah, motherfuckers. Is this you singing? Yes, it is. It's me. Actually, it's Death Metal Dave, and then he died after doing it. That's why he's here tonight. All right. Uh, no, I was looking at all these awful fucking like, public domain Christmas songs. <laughs> I've never heard this version before. The best, my favorite. Christmas song is on the warm side of the door. <laughs> oh, is that? I don't know if that's proper. Domain. Silent Night, Deadly Night. It's probably not. But now that, that ever since I saw that movie, every time I Christmas rolls around, I put on that Silent Night, Deadly Night soundtrack and listen to that like warm side of the door. <laughs> I wanted, I, w- I wish I could get that, like uh, the King Diamond, no presents for Christmas. Oh yeah, that's a great one. All right, I'm turning this shit off. I got. Uh, Slasher Dave from Acid Witch. He does a lot of uh, uh, kind of like John Carpenter esque synth music. Oh, it's awesome! It's really awesome. And he just put out another uh, like lo fi Christmas album and it has a bunch of samples from Home Alone in it. So you kind of have these like beats and then it's just like, Is that legal? It's got him. We don't know. It's got uh, <laughs> your cool Kevin Kim McAllister's voice in there. Yeah, okay. That's pretty funny. Yeah. It's that's just funny. mainly the kid puking up all the pizza at the beginning of the movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's pretty good. The thing about Acid Witch is they're awesome. If you don't know who the hell we're talking about, how would you describe Acid Witch? Because they're not just as normal one genre band. Uh, it's kind of like, I don't want to call it like doom metal, but it's kind of like sludgy. Yeah. Like Halloween mixed with sludge. Yeah. It's like they like are encased in concrete and then like every October they just like dig them out and like chip them out of the ice and they're like, put a Halloween album out. (laughs) (laughs) They have the best merch and they didn't bring any. Yeah. They're great. They have amazing merch, uh, merchandise for their band. And we had them in town for our Louisville Krampus celebration. They drove down from Detroit and they kicked fucking ass. But uh, I remember looking at the merch table going like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Dave. Yeah. But whatever, man. It took it took a whole day just to drive down here. So I'm not going to give them too much shit. And they, they put on an amazing show and they were the last band of the night after like a nine hour or an eight hour show plus driving. Oh, yeah. I'll cut you some slack. <laughs> but fuck it, man. Uh, also, uh, this weekend, I got to, I got Felissa to sign uh, this shitty ghost face fun world, not even close to a replica ghost face <laughs> knife. And then I got um, Dave Sheridan to kind of scribble his name on there. And it looks like 
I would have a better chance of reading it if it was Braille. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it just says Phil Dave. Phil Dave. Phil Dave. X's and O's. Uh, but before we get going, I have a gift for you. And don't tell me, I, 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 I give out gifts. A gift. This is a Black Christmas beer koozie. Because oh, I don't know nice. if you knew that, but uh, Ace drinks burr. I like the beer from yeah, time man. to time. There you go. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, I, would, I would give credit to whoever made that, but I bought that so many moons ago. Oh, nice. When I was a uh, young alcoholic. It can uh, replace my worn out zombie attack. Oh, yeah. From, that I have in my the pocket. The Louisville currently. zombie attack. <laughs> yeah. At one time, one of the largest uh, zombie walks in the United States. Yeah. Boy, it fell apart because of uh, politics. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, don't go into business with your friends, people. <laughs> Just a hint. But let's let's talk about these fucking holiday movies, man. The holidays. The holidays season. Uh, let's see. I actually just pulled up a whole bunch of crap from like Wikipedia and a couple other websites, but mostly Wikipedia because you know it's easy. Yeah. And if it's not true, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so who knew the first fucking uh, horror movie holiday movie for Christmas? Probably ever, if I remember, if I, if I looked at the uh, list and I actually gave a shit, but uh, I'm doing my best here, is Scrooge or The Marley's Ghost. Yeah. 19, ni- uh, 1901. Wow. Yeah, you don't, to me, wow, like you, whoa. 1901. <laughs> yeah. that- 1901, British short uh, silent drama directed by Walter R. Booth, featuring the miserly Ebenezer Scrooge, played by D- uh, Daniel Smith, confronted by Jacob Marley's Ghost and given visions of Christmas. Yeah, if you don't know the Christmas Carol story, yeah. You're probably stupid. If you've never, like, it's probably the most done-to-death story of all time. Yeah. I don't know anything else where somebody has just, every TV show, every, every every like, I God, like, everything has just used Charles Dickens' <laughs> Christmas Carol in, in everything. And, like, even if you've never read the book, like, there's something from that movie that you've probably seen, like, referenced on a show or movie that you like. <laughs> right. And the original title for A Christmas Carol is actually Christmas Carol, period, in prose, period, being a ghost of Christmas. That's the full fucking title <laughs> for this novella. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's pretty cool because, I mean, that's actually, it's a ghost story. Yeah. We're, we're so used to seeing this shit on, uh, you know, like you said, like every television show, every comedy yeah. central fucking special, uh, the Simpsons, everything is done. Oh, something yeah. Christmas story. And, uh, you, you just kind of, you just kind of forget that it's actually a ghost story. And for that time it was pretty fucking horrific. Yeah. Freaking horrific. Yeah. It's like your, you know, dead friends are like coming to visit you in like 1800s. That's, <laughs> it's pretty scary. So the second horror hollow holiday film, uh, Christmas, that is, is the right to be happy. And guess what? Also based on a Christmas carol. <laughs> Who knew? Of course. It's the only Christmas thing ever written until like 1935. <laughs> right. Fuck off. <laughs> is the Devil Doll. Now, the Devil Doll, I thought it was interesting when I looked it up, is actually directed by a Louisville native, Todd Brown, who directed Dracula, Freaks. Oh, yeah. Todd. Yeah, man. It's more of a thriller, but whatever. It's like, okay, The Devil Doll, 1936, a horror film directed by Todd Browning and starring Lionel Bar- Barrymore. We just talked about Drew and Maureen O'Sullivan. I am the, I'm my tongue-tied. Here we go. The film was adapted from the novel Bur- Burn Witch Burn uh, by Abraham Merritt. It's Burn. become a cult film. Nice. Uh, the, I got the famous Barrymore in there. Oh, yeah. Well, he and uh, Todd Browning worked together a couple of times. Oh, nice. Um, they worked on Mark of, the, Mark of the Vampire, which is his, like, his own remake of uh, the uh, Lon Chaney Lost Vampire film. Yeah. London After Midnight. London After Midnight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
And yeah, and so it's, I don't know, I looked at the synopsis. It's not very Christmassy, so I didn't really look into it. <laughs> yeah. Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I got Christmas Holiday, Curse of the Cat People. Have you ever seen that one? Uh, I'm aware of Cat People, the original, and then the remake in the 80s, but I think this there is was... the original. Yeah. Okay, so Val Luton is the producer, and then directed by Gunther von Fritsch and Robert Weiss. Mo- most people know Robert Weiss because of, like... Um, he did uh, the haunting and fucking oh, West Side yeah. Story. If you look at his uh, his uh, his films, his uh, his repertoire, it's it's insane. Like all, he just didn't give a shit. I'll make I'll make a western. I'll make a musical. I'll make a horror film that nobody will ever forget. The haunting rules. And of course, the Cat People was one of those movies that didn't have a lot of money. Uh, Val Luton was known to take um, just a really simple concept and just make it as magical as he could with the concept with, with lighting and atmosphere and acting and directing. So he got Robert Weiss and it's kicks ass and it is a holiday movie, a holiday movie, holiday season, dead of night. Uh, this is a movie called, uh, fucking, uh, the blast of silence. I looked up a lot of these movies are more like thrillers or noir films, which I dig that genre, Yeah, but we're talking about horror films and you don't really see a lot of that until the seventies. Yep. And with that, you got, the original Tales from the Crypt movie. Yeah. Which has the original and all through the house in it. Yeah. I love that. And, um, oh, that was one of the things I wanted to talk about. I love anthology movies. And this is one of the first anthology films I've ever seen. And it's funny, when I was doing research for that film, or for tonight, I found Dead of Night. Now, I'd seen Dead of Night, but I didn't know it was this. This is actually one. It's actually a Christmas. It has a Christmas theme. And it's one of the first horror anthologies ever. Oh, yeah. Right. Isn't that cool? 1945 yeah. British mm-hmm. anthology horror film. Um, blah, 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 blah. Let's see. Dead of Night, 1977. It's a totally, there's like going through different kind of Dead of Nights. But the black and white British anthology horror film made by Ealing Studios. The, the individual segments were directed by a bunch of people. And it stars a bunch of people. And it's best remembered for con- uh, concluding with feature story uh, of Red, with uh, Redgrave and some insane ventriloquist malevolent dummy. <laughs> A malevolent dumb. Yeah, but much like, dummy. much like uh, Tales from the Crypt, it only has one story in it that makes it a Christmas movie. Yeah. So that kind of goes into the argument that I was going to talk about was what makes a fucking Christmas horror movie? Or just a Christmas movie, you know, this whole diehard debate. I think it's just, I think it just keeps going because people like to argue. Yeah. Some people would say like, fucking is that. it, is like the actual holiday integral to the plot of the movie? Like if you took that out of the movie... Would it ruin the movie? No. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. Edward Scissorhands will still be Ed- Edward Scissorhands if it was in the s- if it was summertime. Yeah. Which you know there's scenes that you know whatever. Yeah. I mean like, technically, it looks like it's in summertime because it's in California and yeah. you don't realize it doesn't get that feel until he makes it snow. Yeah. I mean yeah. Talking about Batman Returns. I mean if we're gonna stay on the Tim Burton thread, I don't know. Which man. that is a Christmas movie. It is. It's yeah. it rules. Yeah. Andrew Brian Arisky before he became a dickhead? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the program rules. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know, man. That's a really weird conversation. And some people get so heated. I'm like, why yeah. are there rules? Why yeah, are you yeah. telling some old punk rock dude rules about what makes what makes what? Yeah, there's like things that I write down. There's things that I wrote down that I don't even think Christmas is even mentioned in the movie. But because of like... Maybe it's like the atmosphere, the weather in the movie. It's cold. It's snowy. Not the right one. Is. You know, I mean, yeah. It's a fucking holiday Christmas movie. Yeah. It makes it fun to watch in the holiday, like around a Christmas, you know. Yeah. I, I can't remember the date on The Thing, or if they even give, you, give us a date uh, on Don Carpenter's The Thing, but not, it's one of those movies I watch in the wintertime. 
Oh yeah, yeah. That's like uh, the Quentin Tarantino with uh, they're out in the uh, in the cabin. Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. God, it's amazing. Like I can only watch that if it's like real cold outside. Oh really? And, you know, it's like <laughs> I could never watch that movie in the summer because it's just such a winter movie. Like I, that kind of which it kind of is. Like I could watch that one around Christmas and I'd be totally fine with it. Cause yeah. Because just because it's cold, snowing, you I, know. I've watched that about four times in the last two months because I watch movies when I fall asleep. And I found the extended version on, I think it was Tubi. Um, and it's just, it's four hours long. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. It's so good, yeah. though. And I it actually gave me insomnia one night because I couldn't stop watching it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, let's see, man. There's so many goddamn amazing horror films based on this holiday that I was surprised to see how many I hadn't seen compared to how many I know. Yeah. There's there's one on there's There's one which... I brought up the Tales from the Crypt, which has your killer says all and all through the house, which is really like one. I guess one of the first ones to have the killer Santa Claus in it. I think so. Which is weird because you know then there was like also Christmas Evil, but like it's like nobody saw any of those movies until Silent Night Deadly Night came out. Which don't mean to skip ahead, but it was like you get on there and then people were like, This is the most insane thing that's ever happened to Christmas. This is Satan. It's like (laughs) they've been putting movies out like this for ten years at this point. Like what do you do? Yeah, they've been doing scary Christmas movies. I mean, I what is what is the thing about Santa? If you're gonna talk about killer Santa, what because he's supposed to be maybe the embodiment of Christian Jesus? it's a whole it thing. It's like sense. it's all. It's a wholesome thing for children, you know. But dude, where have you all been? Yeah, it's. <laughs> we just talked about like movies that came out in nineteen whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah crazy. Uh, I've got one called Aunt, uh, Who Slew Auntie Rue. Now I had to look this one up because I'd never seen it, um, and I was really interested because I love the uh, what's it called the the slasher bitty movies. It's a subject. Oh yeah, like yeah. The old people are killer are the killers, and uh, I'm going I'm, I'm to read the synopsis on this. So so who. Whoever slew Auntie Rue, um, who also, the U.S. title is Who Slew Auntie Rue, is a 1972 horror thriller film directed by Curtis Harrington and starring Shelley Winters. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Based partly on the fairy tale Hansel and Gretel, the, fir- the film focuses on a demented American widow living in the, her husband's English manor who becomes obsessed with a young orphan girl who resembles her dead daughter. <laughs> uh, sounds kind of like something I would fall asleep to. Well, there's also you got Silent Night, Bloody Night, oh, which yeah. I don't know if you've ever bought one of those like 100 movie packs or 50 horror movie packs. It's in every single one of them. It's like the most biggest public domain movie ever. It was never registered in the United States Copyright Office. That's why it's public domain. Yeah, and anyone can show it. So if you're like into horror, uh, if you're like horror hosts on either on YouTube or there's like there's still like one some guys that do it late night on cable access and things like yeah. that cable access you know what I'm talking about yeah um, and they always show this movie yeah. and it's awful yeah I've, I watched it once it's and so bad I have no memories of it at all it stars not Eileen Warnoff Mary Warnoff Mary Warnoff not Eileen Warnoff switching <laughs> yeah. that, that one time that one episode where I was like it's, it stars a serial killer and everybody <laughs> yeah. just got real quiet like I don't think so Steve yeah yeah, it stars Mary Warnoff, and I remember that episode of me, and everyone's yeah. just like... We're like, yeah, Eileen Warnos. <laughs> she was... <laughs> God damn it. I just swallowed some fur. Killing Johns and starring in movies. It's <laughs> well, this one movie, I, I was super excited, because I was like, oh, this is like a dollar movie, and I can watch it, and, and uh, I was pretty young when I found it on the... On, like, they, they actually used to release those on VHS collections. Yeah. Um, I think I've got one somewhere. 
on this wall of hell. Uh, but it was on there, and I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And oh, it's not. Yeah, that's... It, it's so bad. Yeah. I watched it one time. Like I said, there's, I, have, I don't even know what happened to him. Yeah. I just lost interest immediately. <laughs> the 1972 American slasher film directed by Theodore Gershny and co-produced by Lloyd Kaufman. Haha. The film stars Patrick O'Neill and the cult actress Mary Warrenoff um, in leading roles. John Carradine. The, uh, the plot follows a series of murders that, that occur in a small New England town on Christmas Eve after a man inherits a family estate which was once an insane asylum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's another one I liked? Uh, I actually put this is one I had not seen, so I'm kind of interested to talk about these, or at least because I, I want to make a stamp and then go back and watch them. Yeah. So this one I was really excited about. Uh, and it's probably going to suck, but who cares? It's called <laughs> Home for the Holidays, 1972 film. Uh, Home for the Holidays, American made for television slasher film, which is interesting to me because it, like, it reminds me of uh, He Knows You're Alone. Yeah, those yeah. Kind of movies. yeah. Uh, directed by John Elwin uh, Moxie and produced by Aaron Spelling. Aaron Spelling. You know like, it's good. 90210, like yeah. na 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 na. With Sally Field and Julie Harris. Now, Julie Harris was in The Haunting. We just talked about that. Yeah. Uh, it premiered on ABC in November uh, 18th, 1972. The plot focuses on a wealthy father on his deathbed who invites his four daughters home for Christmas. I'm falling asleep just reading this. Yeah. And tells, him, tells them he suspects his second wife of poisoning him. Shortly after the girls learn... Uh, that their stepmother was accused of killing her first husband, and they begin to fall prey to a killer dressed in a yellow rain slicker. <laughs> so like Alice, sweet Alice meets yeah. Christmas, but yeah. none of that sounds Christmassy besides the plot, or like Ooh. or the or the setting. Yeah, well, it looks like it has Jessica Walter in it too, which that actually might be good. She was in uh, Arrested. She was the mom, the mom in Arrested Development. So that's and cool. she's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Going through this list, I've got. I forgot Frogs is a 4th of July movie. <laughs> I love that movie. Oh, well, the bloody exorcism of Coffin Joe. There's okay. <laughs> we'll talk. Yeah, we'll definitely. We'll skip over Black Christmas for right now. But th- okay, this movie, by the way, I have seen this. And uh, let me find it. Well, I know I'm a, I'm aware of Coffin Joe. Like who he has kind of a trilogy or he has a series of like Coffin Joe movies. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen them, but I'm aware of them. It's uh, on my list of. They put a collection out. Yeah, and they only consider like four of them to be Coffin Joe movies, yeah. even though he made this one too. Yeah, this is not considered a Coffin Joe part of the, like it's yeah. like the Blind Let's, Dead movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You had like was it the the, the um, what's the one with the fucking seagulls, whatever. Anyways, there's oh, the, ga- yeah. the galleon, ghost galleon, ghost galleon, ghost yeah. seagulls. Yeah, fuck me. Anyways, uh, and this is one of him. He made himself. I don't know why it's not connected. It's probably it's probably explained on this long laundry list of shit. But um, it doesn't make uh, it's not connected to the the Coffin Joe trilogy, which are at midnight. I'll take your soul. This night I will possess your corpse and the embodiment of evil. Those are the three Coffin yeah. Joe movies yeah. that most people know. If you're into these movies, I like. Uh, these type of movies, they, it's kind of like if you're into Santos and the Blue Demon horror films, where they're yeah. me- they're Mexican like luchadors who solve crimes and fight monsters. Yeah, it's very campy, but that's kind of what it's supposed to be. Now, Coffin Joe can be fucking violent, and he okay. Yeah. If you don't know who we're talking about, I'll, I'll try to uh, give you an idea of what he looks like, and then you probably know. He is obviously uh, not white, <laughs> but he's got a beard and he's extremely long white fingernails and a top hat and a Dracula cape. Yeah, ring a bell. If not, oh well. Check it out. The Bloody Exorcism of Coffin Joe. Yeah. I'm only aware of who Coffin Joe is because of the band Necrophasia. And oh, they yeah. Had, yeah, they had like a whole song they wrote about him and everything. And I was like, I was like, I have to look up this Coffin Joe guy after they wrote a song about him. It must be great. 
I, you know what? I'll I'll say this, and if I, if nobody agrees, I don't give a shit. It's kind of like the Crimson Ghost. Yeah, the imagery is iconic. It's gorgeous. It's like, oh, what the fuck is this? It's it's just weird. You know, it looks vintage. Yeah, and then you go to actually watch the Crimson Ghost serials or movies, and they're like, this is boring. Yeah. Now, I don't think the Coffin Joe movies are boring, but I understand if people who don't dig them are going to be like, ah, Steve, what the fuck, man? I hate your guts. <laughs> I hate my guts, too, baby. I hate them, too. Uh, we got to go back to go Black Christmas. Oh, yeah, Black Christmas. Also known as Silent Night, Evil Night. Which we were earlier talking about uh, people who did things all over the place, making different movies. Bob Clark did this, mo- did this movie, Porky's, and... A Christmas Story, yeah, which man. it's like three of the most completely different movies ever. He also made one of my favorite Ripper movies, um, Murder by Decree, uh, with uh, Christopher Plummer, um, and it's it's it was that was made for television, but it was it was the first uh, Ripper film that I remember uh, that I can think of that was trying to say that it's the uh, the what's the dudes in the oh whatever they're called the what are they called. The- uh, What's to do with the rings and they slide down the slide? It's not the Shriners, it's the other guys. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Now I'm just thinking about the Shriners. I can't want to say Mormons, but it's, they're way weirder than those guys. Okay. Yeah, that's it. There God, thank you. Masons. We were going to get through this, I promise. The Masons. It was one of the first movies that I remember had like the Freemasons as the villains who were actually the plot for the, uh, the Ripper murders. And they yes. were all being covered up by the government. Yes. The government would never try to do that. No, never. Back to Black Christmas. Masons. Black Bob, Christmas. Bob Clark. Bob Clark. R.I.P. Baby. It's a classic, and it does the. <laughs> Thanks. It is. <laughs> I hope you like it. I just gave you a fucking beer cookie. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, but yeah, it's the uh, everybody knows the babysitter and the call coming from upstairs. This is uh, the first movie. That was the first movie you did that, even before When a Stranger Calls, which yeah. did the exact same thing years later. But Do you know, you check the children, all that stuff. The calls are coming in from the inside of the house. Yeah. We're not spoiling it. It's one of the oldest slasher. Yeah. It's the first holiday slasher movie that I could think of. It's Some even consider the first slasher movie, which probably inspired, you know, Halloween being, you know, starting holiday horror movies in general. No, man. Silent Night, Bloody Night. <laughs> Silent Night, Bloody Night. That was the original. <laughs> Thanks this movie Kaufman. is great. Uh, um, we could actually we could do a whole freaking episode on Black Christmas. Oh yeah, I forgot yeah. I pull out my VHS of it. Yeah, you could go this whole thing. It's like the cast is amazing. You got Margot Kidder, John Saxon. Margot Kidder wanted to be drunk during the scenes that she was supposed to be drunk. Yeah, that's <laughs> promise, baby. You can tell. That's dedication. <laughs> you can tell. Yeah, when she's doing the whole fellatio and thing, she's like just all over the place, mm-hmm. just kind of like. She's a little, you know, a little loose. Yeah, she's not doing the fellatio thing. She's talking about the word fellatio to a cop. Yeah. She's spelling it out. I should probably make that more. <laughs> now you know what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it's, uh, I think people consider it like a feminist film because the woman, there's the whole, like, uh, abortion debate between the girl and her boyfriend, you know, and, you know, she's saying, you know, this is my decision, which was, like, way ahead of his time in the 70s. Like, yeah, women I think, controlling their own bodies. Yeah, that was insanely ahead of his like nobody was talking about that in movies in the 70s so well i was i was kind of disappointed they didn't bring that into the uh re- the first remake that came out in 2006 i think yeah um, like xmas man which they did i just cut I, the name off i don't hate that movie but i don't need it, it came it was one of the first ones that i can think of that were like let's tell everybody where billy comes from and why there is billy and how there is billy yeah and i fucking hated that yeah i've watched it once and i just didn't like it 
Gore is great. The lighting's fantastic. It's very reminiscent of the first film. It's the same guys who did the first Final Destination and the second season of Millennium made this. Yeah. Um, and uh, and Disturbing Behavior. It's the same filmmakers. Um, but we're talking about the remake of, of Black Christmas. The first remake. God, there's yeah. three of them. There's, a, four. Well, there's one from 2019 also. I hate this world. <laughs> I'm, <just> like, <laughs> I'm like, why? <laughs> but yeah, we could go on and on. But if you have not seen Black Christmas, we not only would you just fuck the whole goddamn thing up, that uh, you, you don't have to watch it at all. But it's, it's, it's a classic for a reason. Oh, yeah. Well, every year, that's one I watch every year. Like As soon as those credits roll and you see Black Christmas and the snow's coming down, it's classic. John Saxon, yeah, which is uh, the the only autograph I ever got of his um, was he on and when I met him he only had one little eight by ten black and white picture of him on the phone and it said Black Christmas because it was like a <laughs> a lobby card version yeah. and he was like oh nobody cares about the movie I'm like fuck everybody oh yeah so I got him to sign that nice that's my Johnny Saxon Johnny Saxon I feel like I've, I've played that or I've said that before I played said <laughs> bid 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 bid. Where are we going with this one, man? They got Deep Red on here as a Christmas yes, movie, it is. which I've never even also considered that. Also in the that. public domain. Yeah. You're going to jump over Night Train Turders. Uh, night Train Turders. Oh, yeah. The it's Night really Train dirty. Murders. Yeah. The Night Train Murders is one that I've only really became aware of in the last few years. Um, and I randomly watched it. When I first watched it, it was like around Christmas. It was like December like 15th or something and I was like well I've had this movie for a while let's watch Night Train Murders and then like they're getting on a train and it's like it's fucking Christmas and I was like holy shit this is a Christmas movie and Night Train Murders which is also known as Last Stop on the Night Train which I also call Last House on the Left on a Train (laughs) which is all the basically what the plot is is uh, you know the Italians they like to take a popular movie and kind of make it their own yeah so so they took last house on the left put it on a train made a great movie uh <laughs> it's one of the video nasties that came out at the time so it had a lot of controversy surrounding it um but there is some scenes on it where you're like oh yeah i get why this is like a video nasty because they're on the train there's like some sexual assault which also happens in last house on the left so it's kind of the same as that but has a really good ending good revenge the killers get what's coming to them so that's cool it's good we'll come back to last house on the left in a couple of movies too actually but deep red yeah deep red man argento it's got that little baby in it laughing the little baby face the doll (laughs) (laughs) also known as profonda rosso also known as the hatchet murders this is also a movie that is public domain that we are actually going to show in january here in louisville we're having a screening of it um but it's an italian thriller giallo film that's not, not a slasher movie it's a giallo which is italian giallo. slasher movies but there's a whole uh, subgenre called giallo that we fucking love yeah um and this is this is this is one of the masters of that subgenre dario argento and it has an amazing soundtrack <laughs> it does <laughs> all of his early movies do man yeah even if even if goblin isn't a part of the soundtracks of his early films the soundtrack is awesome yeah every time so now back to to all a good night. We're just talking about uh, we're going to bring you guys back to Last House on the Left. Yeah. This is directed by David Hess. Oh yeah, yeah. David Hess is Krug 
from Last House on the Left. Last House on the Left, which is actually the where they got the name Freddy Krueger. His last name yeah. is West Craven. It's a West Craven movie. Yeah, this is not. This is directed by David Hess. He's like, I'm going to you to piss your pants. Oh, <laughs> that guy. God. So, to all a good night in a, is a 1980 American slasher film directed by David Hess and starring Jennifer Runyon and Forrest Swanson. Its plot follows a group of female finishing school students and their boyfriends being murdered during a Christmas party by a psychopath dressed as Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna use the sharp edge. Oh god, that's sharp even worse. <laughs> I don't know which one's worse. <laughs> gonna put this right here by my crotch for a phallic symbol. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I'm getting in so much trouble for this episode. Uh, you know, I heard a story about David Hess. I guess around the time that Last House on the Left came out, he was saying he was on a. Then. Well, I heard okay. a story about it. He was on a subway in New York, and uh. He was just kind of sitting there, and at the time, I think a lot of people saw that movie, and they were like, "I'm not sure if this is not real or if this is real." Like the way that movie was filmed, yeah. yeah and uh, he just said he was on a subway, and he just looked up, and like literally, like everyone had just like kept moving farther and farther away from him because they recognized him from the movie. <laughs> yeah, man, that, that movie's notorious. And he was—he looks like the creepiest dude ever, but I'm afraid he's just like a really nice guy. <laughs> Christmas evil. Oh, I said it like that. I get Christmas evil. By the way, I hear notifications going off. You're so unprofessional. Oh. I'm kidding. I can do it. I, I really don't care. Turn them down. <laughs> so Christmas evil. Christmas evil. This is one that most people talk about. They know now. Uh, you, you also known as You Better Watch Out and Terror in Toyland. A 1980 American slasher film written and directed by Lois Jackson and starring Brandon Maggart. Yeah. Probably Maggart. Yeah. Which this movie is kind of, I think we talked about this the other day, where it's kind of depressing. God damn it. When you watch it, like it's kind of like this guy, you're just watching this guy, like kind of fall into this like depression and kind of deal with mental illness. And then all of a sudden there's just killer Santa Claus. Yeah, you can actually find this for free right now on, on uh, YouTube. Yeah. It's, uh, and I guess this movie had a resurgence or not even really a resurgence. I think just, John Waters was famous for saying this is one of his favorite movies. And uh, I think that was probably one of the things that really made people like, well, if he likes it, maybe I should watch it. You know, like that's how, it's sometimes all it takes yeah. like Evil Dead and Stephen King. Yeah. I um, mean, yeah, it wasn't a resurgence, but he helped pull, yeah. you know, push it out. Yeah. Like, uh, who was it? I cannot remember who reevaluated Halloween. And I want to say Pauline Kale, but I can't remember. Um, but somebody from the Village Voice was like, no, this movie's actually really, really good. And you should go back and, and look it out. Look at it. And then it was just like, holy shit, this is great. Yeah. And while it was still in the theaters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it happens, man. A lot of people just, a lot of the, also uh, at this time, pe- movies were not uh, getting a release like, like, like they are now. Oh, yeah. Even a shitty release is like a three day release now uh, from like Tuesday to Thursday. Yeah. Because they got to make way for the big blockbuster Disney movie. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, <clears throat> yeah. If you ever go back and just look at like, like how many like movies released in like 1980 and like it'll just be like a reasonable list of movies but it's like every year like it gets bigger and bigger and bigger if you just looked up movies released in like 2021 holy shit like it just it's an insane amount of movies that you could no way you would ever be able to watch but like back in the day you could probably 
you could feasibly probably go to the movies and see almost every movie that was released that year because yeah. they were just released in theaters. That's what uh, you listen to people like Joe Dante, the director of Gremlins, also a Christmas movie. Yeah, uh, talks about that. Like he just lived in the movies and they would just skip school and stay there all day and just watch the movies. But still, it's like three movies. Yeah, that week. Yeah. maybe. And you just skip around from theater to theater. Yeah. yeah. Maniac is a Christmas movie. I don't know. I guess so. Oh, it is. <laughs> like, it's been a minute since I watched it. Oh, it is. It is, sir. It is. Maniac. That's another good movie. I, I love Maniac. I've never even thought about it being a Christmas movie, though. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, there's Christmas lights everywhere. I mean, he's not celebrating it. But no, no, yeah, yeah. This is one of those movies it's a, Yeah, it's, it's kind of in the background. Yeah. It's not It's not integral to the, uh, to the, to the movie. Yeah. This probably has one of the best head explosions in a movie ever. Yeah, top probably top five for me. That uh, they all kind of came out in the same era time as like uh, Scanners. Yeah, um, Dawn of the Dead. What's the other one that you think is good? Uh, See, not as important. No, <laughs> Chopping Mall. Chopping. Oh yeah, a few yeah. years later, but fucking still amazing. Yeah, great head explosion. Uh, Bill Lustig uh, made Maniac, and he is one of those people. It's like Hendenlotter. They just uh, they were. New York people who and understood the underground knew where all the knew they could film the guerrilla uh, film stuff uh, film they could f- film guerrilla style yeah and get away with it uh, and knew how to make a movie yeah this is like one of those New York movies where you watch it and you're like it's the it's like New York pre Giuliani before he like Disney fat everything yeah so it's like gritty and disgusting like I would see this New York when I was a kid in like movies and TV shows and be like, I'd never want to go to New York. It looked <laughs> like, terrifying. It looks like a nightmare. The, me. the <laughs> howling made me think New York was for like monsters. Yeah. I <laughs> just like growing up watching stuff from the eighties. like, I don't ever want to go to New York. This looks terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Alexander Aja did the, uh, well, he's the producer of the remake and I really, really, really enjoyed that. It's the one with Elijah Wood. Oh yeah, that's good. It's all like POV, um, and the music is the soundtrack is so freaking amazing. Yeah, and there is one scene that he's looking at a reflection of himself, and it's like you can it's like the movie poster from the first film. Yeah, those little goofy things like that I just love. Yeah, plus Joe Spinell, yeah, just a, Rest a in sweaty, peace, just like intense dude. Gentleman <laughs> Row too. Yeah, I can't, they got her, and I was like, "How did they just lie to her and put her hair in this movie?" She, <laughs> like, how do you? How the hell did they get her? Yeah, Carolyn Monroe. It was a big, huge name, in, especially in the seventies. Yeah, for oh, sure. Wow. It was the, the dorm that the, the dorm, dorm that, that dripped blood? The dorm that dripped blood. Now I tried to find the movie. <coughs> excuse me, this week to um, to to rewatch it, to yeah. rewatch it, rewatch it, and I just couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah. Um, and I was going to buy it on Amazon. I was like, fuck it, man. Um, but I haven't seen this since I, it's been so long. I don't, I don't remember even the plot. What you got? You read the plot. The plot. Uh, let's see. <laughs> the film opens with a young man. <laughs> that would take the entire <laughs> plot of the movie. Um, yeah, this was a video nasty, so it can't be that bad. Um, film. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's a video nasty. It could be. It had somebody, somebody hated it enough to get it off there. So yeah, uh, yeah. Four college students stay on campus over Christmas holiday to clear out a dormitory where an unknown assailant begins stalking them. Ooh. Sounds good. It's got a killer poster too. I think that's what always. I've seen that poster like a million times and stuff, and I'm always like, I should watch that movie, and then I never watch it because there's another movie that kind of sounds like. There's some other old 70s dorm horror movie 
that I kind of always get it confused with. And I'm like, the I think I've already wrote. Maybe it's it was that. Film. Yeah. And then there's the house that drip blood. Maybe I'm thinking of the house that drip blood. Yeah. That's a, I think that's an amicus film. And when you like, that's actually happened to me when I was yeah. typing in the words, I was like, no, damn it. It's the dorm that drip blood. And yeah. it kept popping up house of drip blood. Yeah. That's how it's, that's another one of those where they kind of have similar titles. And I always think that I've seen it before. Kind of like witch trap. <laughs> I always oh, yeah. think, yeah, there's witch trap and there's also which board, and I get them both of them confused. I own one of them, never can remember which one I own. It's witchcraft, <laughs> so, yeah, witch, witchcraft. Yeah. So, yeah, it's one of those. Uh, I guess my next one really is don't open till Christmas. Don't open. Um, don't open till Christmas. Well, there's there's one they list on here, Blood Beat. Which is one of my Vinegar Syndrome movies I bought. Oh, sweet. That I literally just got in the mail like two days ago and I haven't watched it yet. Okay. Um, the movie poster looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, and it's it sounded insane when I read the description of it. And oh, a lot please. of people uh, said it's one of those like so bad it's good movies. So I was like, I have to get this. Uh, but you should get the, really fucked up and watch that movie. I think I'll, I'll definitely be watching it because I'm off work. I'll be watching days. it. I'd be watching them. Uh, <laughs> the, the plot, it's a young couple attending a family gathering for Christmas in a rural home when a spirit wearing samurai armor begins killing members of the family, two of whom have psychic abilities, and their neighbors. <laughs> if that doesn't make you want to watch that movie, I, I don't know what it, what wouldn't. But yeah, Christmas, samurai armor, yeah. <laughs> all that. I read that, and I was like... Oh shit! That's got to be good. We got it. We got to. So, we got to have like a screening. I wonder if it's a public domain. I don't who, know. Who, who, uh, you said vinegar syndrome. Vinegar syndrome ah, put out a copy of that recently, and yeah. it's I literally just got it in the mail. It's I'll if be it was, watching it this weekend. If it was Synapse, I could probably wing that uh, screening live for everybody uh, on, at a theater. But vinegar syndrome, I don't really know them. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. You got don't up until Christmas. Uh, and here's the thing: is like 1984, 83, and 85 were just packed. Yeah. Do we skip? Do we just like run through these? Or because most people know Gremlins, 1984 Gremlins. Yeah. Don't yeah. up until Christmas, 1984. Silent Night, Deadly Night. And it's not like 1984. It's kind of like, uh, it's weird that they all came out by accident at the same time like that. Because, yeah, you got three movies all in the same year, Christmas horror movies. Yeah. That had to have come out around the same time. Because. Yeah. Yeah, don't open till Christmas, December nineteenth, and then you got Gremlins, which came out. I think that was the summer. Oh, June eighth. Yeah, wow. the summer release. I, I didn't even realize that. Because the was... they, yeah, the when Gremlins comes on, it's like they're playing Gremlins. Christmas! The Ronettes are playing. Yeah. It's the most Christmas opening ever. I could never just be in like walk in it's 85 degrees outside and you walk into the movie theater sit down and you hear the ronette singing a christmas song yeah like, it's just such a weird thing i never even pictured that it come out in june well okay so that's another film that if it wasn't for being set in christmas i know it's a gift to billy it's integral to the plot of the movie is it though yeah because it it's could Chris- be his fucking birthday well yeah but birthday i think all the christmas stuff fits in so good with it because they're like singing carols like all the gremlins are like in their little outfits those scenes are great okay, in the I'm, snow and yeah you gotta have that uh, my dad's dead santa in the trip yeah the, the santa story. coming down the chimney yeah yeah it's if you took that out of it i don't think the movie would be as good 
You're right. Thank you, Joe Dante. Which is proof because they made many Gremlins ripoff movies that are just terrible. <laughs> I love <laughs> Ghoulies. <laughs> munchies. Ghoulies. Munchies. Yeah. Uh, 1984, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Ooh, the best. Yeah. And we did an entire episode on the Silent Night, Deadly Night uh, franchise last season. So we're going to skip over that. Yeah. Trancers. Trancers. A lot of people kind of forget that this is a Christmas a sci-fi horror film, really. Um, it's got Jack Death. Jack Death. Jack Death. D-E-T-H. So it's kind of like uh, it was during that time when people were trying to rip off Blade Runner, Run- Blade Runner and didn't have the money. Yeah. So it starts like, I'm in the future, but we don't have the money, so all of a sudden, we're going to go to the past. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> we're in L.A., and all of a sudden, it's 1984. I love time, I love those low-budget time travel type movies where they're like, we're in the future for 30 seconds of the beginning, and now all of a sudden, I'm in the present. <laughs> yeah, Mark Hamill made, made, made like a whole bunch of those. Yeah. And, uh, or, yeah, it was like a Full Moon, uh, all those guys. All, this is this is Yeah, Charles movie. Band. Yeah, this yeah, is a Charles did. Band movie. But like they just made a whole bunch of those kind of movies. Like Nemesis is like it's kind of in the future, but we're just gonna film it in Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> Even Cyborg is just like ah, we're just gonna find some sort of mill to to yeah to film all of this. Yeah, it's uh. By the I way, think- uh, rest in peace, Albert. The director of, of Cyborg. Cyborg. Wasn't that the leftover? Uh, that was leftover from when Kanan was going to make a Spider-Man movie? Yeah. And they used all the, all the sets wild? from that? That's insane. Yeah. yeah. They were like, we got the sets. I don't know. Future, Van Damme. Fuck it. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck it. I mean, uh, that's the... Transfers has one of my favorite musical numbers of all time from the 80s. It's just like this band that reminds me of the uh, punk rock band The Exploited singing Jingle Bells. Oh, man. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. It's just like, and then Jack Death gets in there yeah. and starts bumping around, and some guy bumps into him, and he doesn't know what's going on, so he just knocks him out. <laughs> and uh, what's her name? Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt. She's really young, and, she, and all of a sudden, Jack Death, she's kind of just dancing over the guy's knocked out body. She's like, I'm yeah. going to fuck this guy. Punk rocker Helen Hunt. <laughs> yeah, she's got like one strip of color in her hair. Yeah, that, punk it rock. makes her a punk rock kid. Yeah. You also got Art Lafleur, which is one of my favorite actor names ever. Art Lafleur. He's one of those like, oh, that guy in movies that you always see all the time. Oh, like Flower, Bud Flower. Yeah, he's just like he's been in like literally like every '80s and '90s TV show ever. He played uh, the ghost of Babe Ruth in the Sandlot. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he's dead. Yeah, too. fuck. Yeah, so if you ever see him, you're always like, oh, that guy. Yeah, he's a that guy face. But, uh, there's not a whole lot of at least on this list. There are movies like we're talking about. There, it's like. Not really integral to the part, uh, but not, 19, not, not until uh, 1987 is what I see, uh, Silent and Deadly Night Part 2. So technically the same fucking movie. Yeah, same movie again. 1987, Silent and Deadly Night Part 2. Garbage Day. Yeah, it's the only thing people <laughs> yeah, care the only about. Thing you would, yeah, that's all you need to know from that, Garbage Day. We were just talking about that at Gore Club last Sunday, uh, the actual Gore Club, and um, holy shit, it's just the same movie with yeah. a couple of scenes, and it's Captain Eyebrow. Yeah, I have it, and if I watch it, I usually just skip the first 45 minutes and watch the end of it from there. Well, it's like once you get to the the scene where they're in the theater, movie theater, and he's getting jealous, Yeah, that's when you start watching the movie. Yeah. Because that's, it's, there's less flashbacks. Yeah. But it's, it's just another movie, another way to cut costs is just put an old movie, the same movie, in this, in this movie, and be like, I remember. I remember what Billy told me. Yeah, I wasn't there. Yeah, but the point of view of me is exactly what Billy saw. Yeah, yeah, we talked about all that in our in our episode. I know. I just for, yeah, where he's just up. like he's having memories of stuff that he wasn't even there for. 
just like uh, the mom in Jaws 4 when she has a memory of her husband shooting a shark when she wasn't even there. <laughs> I've got the brain. The brain. Yeah. A Canadian science horror film depicting a giant brain-like alien that terrorizes. That's it. The film has a developed a small cult following. 1988, The Brain. If you know what I'm talking about, the movie poster is like that big, huge face. Yeah, it's not really great. a brain. It's just yeah. eyes with teeth and stuff. It's, it's hilarious. It kind of reminds me of, of a, the American Werewolf in London Werewolf. Like the oh, yeah. David Naughton Werewolf. Yeah. This is, I have this movie. I've watched it once and can't remember much about it except for a big, giant brain like kind of floating around. Yeah, <laughs> you like, can imagine ah. the mango, but it's a big monster <laughs> yeah. brain. Deadly Dreams. I've never seen it. Deadly Dreams. I, this is an, I have this movie too, and I've watched it once, and I have. I remember it not being bad. It, it's called like it's considered a psychological horror movie. Oh, it's a lot. Yeah, it's like I was gonna say it's about dreams. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it's called Deadly Dreams. Um, yeah, it has that weird part. It has that guy in the front of the poster wearing the fox mask, which uh, stood out to me. The only reason I bought it, I found like a. Okay, go ahead. I found a VHS uh, <laughs> rip of it where, and I just saw the cover and I was like, oh, I remember seeing it on the shelf. I should buy that and watch it. Mm. And didn't really stick, but I'll probably watch it again sometime. That sounds it's not great. terrible. What a great review. It's <laughs> a great review. It's a great review. Let's just jump to L's. Let's throw it back to you, Gene Siskel. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just talk about L's, which everyone has, needs to see. It's definitely come back. Uh, I think it's on Tubi. Oh, yeah. It's probably on YouTube. Yeah. We both own a copy from the uh, VHSPS uh, Society. Yeah. Which is basically the only way you can get any copy of it. I don't think there's nobody's ever put it out, which I don't understand why. It has like a cult following. I mean, uh, somebody put out fucking Bloodbeat on on (laughs) Blu-ray, like a nice Blu-ray. And they can't put out elves on Blu-ray? Well, I mean, uh, okay, describe. I know, I think we've talked about this before. I I have a really good description. uh, No, of VHS Oh, VHS. I'm adjusting our beautiful uh, decorations. VHSPS is the VHS Preservation Society dot com, which (laughs) they will make a DVD copy of a VHS tape that you already own, which is legal to do. So if you own it, you can say, hey, I would like a copy of this, and they'll make a copy and put it on a DVD for you. Yeah. And that's how, how they that, do that. I don't know how that becomes legal. That's illegal but because you agree that you own the movie. That's true. And you wouldn't just go to a website and say, I don't actually own the movie, but I'm going to buy a copy of this on DVD. That would be dishonest. <laughs> Well, and I love it because it still has the trailers in the back, or I mean the front, and then sometimes they're in the back, and it might have like a, a full moon, uh, what was the uh, the video zone. So oh, yeah, yeah. All these yeah. little things that are gone, because I remember watching um, an, um, Monster Squad, and at the beginning of that is a trailer for The Unholy, which is a, not a kid's movie at all. Yeah. That's, oh, that, yeah. That happens a lot. Yeah. Uh, I forget, one of my VHS has the Revenge of the Jedi trailer on it. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's another thing where you... Uh, there, I think there was like a copy of maybe Carnosaur that you would get on VHS, and the trailer it had the trailer for the Fantastic Four at the beginning of it. Oh wow! Which was the Roger Corman Fantastic Four that never got released. All right, actually, VHSPS has that. Yeah, and I have a copy of that too that I bought at a flea market. Not from them, but I bought it at a flea market from a guy. It's amazing. Yeah, I bought mine at a uh, convention called Vet City Con uh, in Kentucky. And it was at the time it was held, it was run by the guys who do Plot Thirteen. They do um, all the uh, replica signs at horror conventions like Horrorhound Days. Of oh Man. yeah, those are great. Yeah, it's, all, it's Dead Dick Hammer is the is the band, and then he started making replica signs of like, oh, you want the sign from Amityville Horror? I yeah. hope I've got one. 
he does perfect replica Friday the 13th Camp Crystal Lake signs. Yeah. Like the ones from the movie, the the perfect structure, perfectly hand-painted. It's Casey and Mike. We love you. So that's all I got. What we got? (laughs) Elves? Elves. I have a description. I have my own description of elves that I wrote down here. Grizzly Adams rules. Not to suck. That's all mine. That's all I got. I got pagan rituals, elves, shopping mall, crazy mother, pervert brother, Nazis, incest, virginity, and Grizzly Adams. <laughs> all those things are in the movie. <laughs> and that's and they all connect somehow. <laughs> God damn. They couldn't just be like, hey, we saw Gremlins. What if we just took a movie and, uh, you know, we got elves. Somehow they come to life. They're the bad guys. Yeah. They had to come up with the most insane convoluted plot that you've ever heard of. And it's worth watching. Oh, I love it. Grizzly okay. Adams is just like. This is a, a so bad it's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Legitimately. Yeah. Grizzly Adams like never stops smoking cigarettes throughout the entire movie. He gets in trouble for it at the hospital. <laughs> He's literally just smoking the um, entire time. And if you don't know who Grizzly Adams is, I just snatched a piece of fur right out of the air. He had a beard. No, if you don't know who Grizzly Adams was, uh, is because uh, he was a television show called Grizzly Adams. Right. Dan Haggerty was Grizzly. Dan Adams. Haggerty. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think he did this movie in 1989 because this is his post Grizzly Adams career, and I think he he got into some kind of legal trouble. So I think he was just kind of doing whatever people threw at him, which would explain why he was in this uh, Elvis movie. Which I own a copy of the soundtrack on cassette. That our friends at TerraVision put out. Yeah, TerraVision. <laughs> we always got to uh, give it up to those people, man. They are a small independent company that's really starting to grow. It's like when you first started seeing Fright Rag shirts at like conventions. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is amazing. Nobody's doing this high, kind of high quality releases for horror. And TerraVision is now doing that with soundtracks. and, uh, and uh, I mean, Yeah, they're I starting to do movies now too. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they just put out a movie called Santa Claus like claws that was released in the 90s yeah that's another so bad it's basically like softcore porn with a santa theme <laughs> but and a horror <laughs> theme great. yeah maniac cop 2 maniac is cop that on your two. list i didn't put it on my list it, it shouldn't be on anybody's list but i love that movie because it's also not great but i like it i like one, it better than the first it's one. one of those weird sequels where it's like the movie the, the original film isn't really slapsticky kind of like campy I mean, besides Bruce Campbell's acting, but this one, it just, they start to be like, okay. Yeah. You know, let's do Return to Swamp Thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> With Maniac Cop. Like, I like Ooh. I like two and three better than the first one. It's, they're a lot more fun. They're, yeah. lot, they're more digestible. They're, it's the sequel, the, 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 the whatever, the, the, the bane of my sequels is like, let's make the sequels less like the original. Yeah, it's not as serious. No. Uh, it also, to bring it back to our. Um, Felissa Rose event. This also has um, what's his name's dad from uh, uh, Star Wars. <laughs> fucking uh, God, what's his fucking name? You're talking about uh, Muhammad, not Muhammad Ali, but uh, Darth Vader's dad. Darth Vader's dad. Yeah, who was in uh, Sleepaway Camp as one of the cooks. He is like the uh, newspaper salesman guy in Maniac Cop Two, and I think it was the last movie he ever did. Because he he was pretty old by the time Sleepaway Camp came out, and this was like eight years later or something. So it seems like it. Yeah, but yeah, he's like that was the last movie he ever did. Uh, Jane, uh, Robert Earl Jones. There it is. Robert Earl Jones. <laughs> Robert Earl Jones and Robert Zadar and Robbie Zadar and um, 
What's uh, Bruce? Uh, Bruce Campbell didn't last very long in this movie, and I was kind of excited because at this time I had discovered who Bruce Campbell was, and I was like excited to him for him to be in the movie. Yeah, and then he doesn't make it past like twenty minutes. Yeah, it, I think it's like he was just in there because we were like, "Well, you live through the last one. We got to explain how you die real quick." <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. Uh, let's see. You swear you skipped right over. Silent Night, Deadly Night 3. Did I? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, you don't really need to. It's fine. You can watch our episode about it, but it's okay. All of the rest of the sequels for Silent Night, Deadly Night are not bad movies. Yeah. Toymaker is actually pretty good. I like yeah, Toymaker I like. 4 was had the weird body horror thing. Yeah. Not bad. So, no, I didn't skip over to, on action. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got Omen 4 on here, which See, I've never even I watched. Rem- I have watched it. I just don't remember being a Christmas movie. It's a TV movie. Yeah, and I don't think I'm going to revisit it. There's a certain amount of sequels I'll only go back. Like, I own all of the Prophecy movies, and I still have only seen the first two. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, they, uh, originally, I think, uh, Dimension or whoever owns them now, but they put them out on a double-disc D- uh, DVDs. Uh, with uh, Hellraiser and the Prophecy movies. I have some Prophecy sequels. I have two of those sequels because I bought a copy of Poltergeist 1 and 2 on DVD and didn't bother to open it up and see what was inside to make sure it was the right disc, and I got it, and it had Prophecy 2 and 3 inside. (laughs) (laughs) There's a whole list of movies that we don't even need to discuss, and I remember for Christmas um day of the beast actually is fucking rad yeah if you've never seen that movie heavy metal soundtrack kick-ass movie um i don't know where do you want to go after this man well i'll tell you nightmare before christmas not a fan don't oh, yeah don't care about it don't ever want to watch it and <laughs> people super sick my it. wife loves it so um, if she watches this she'll probably like hit me on the arm or something while we watch this together but like like i i've never liked that movie i didn't like it when i was a kid i'm the perfect age group for it i think i just got beat over the head with it by like it's like it's just like a hot topic movie at this point and, and <laughs> i'm like pissing people off that's but. definitely <laughs> where it's at now and i don't mean because the hot topic crowd i mean i don't have a problem with that uh way to describe it but like now it's in every walgreens yeah when Walgreens picked it up, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, snow globes. And, like, there's some things I'd never seen when it, when it first came out. And now that Spirit has picked it up, yeah, it's like that and Hocus Pocus. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Like, I, pre- I appreciate it. A lot of hard work went into that. I love all the stop motion stuff. Yeah. I think whoever, everybody that came up with the ad are marketing geniuses because they basically have cashed in on two different holidays. <laughs> but I appreciate it. My nose won't stop. Maybe this fur coat was better. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, th- I appreciate when it ca- okay, when it came out, I freaking loved it because it was stop motion. It was Halloween and Christmas. I love both of those kind of holidays. I love Tim Burton and I love Danny Elfman. Yeah, Danny Elfman. All that together awesome. and it was great. Yeah, I am. I have not watched it since I saw it in the theater when it came back out in 3D. Yeah, and the 3D was not great. The best part of the movie in 3D was the introduction of the movie being in 3D, and then once the movie started, I was like, oh, that's not bad. Yeah, because it was when they first started trying to like transfer old movies into 3D. They don't have the technology. Now they have the technology. They didn't have it then. Yeah. So there's my nightmare for Christmas. Fuck you, Ace. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's cute and whimsical, which are like two things that I do not look for in a movie. So, <laughs> oh. oh, that's, uh, oh, that is the, yeah, that's the movie I was talking about earlier. Santa Claus. Well, this is not the one with uh, Goldberg. This is the it's one. a different one. Uh, is it Tiffany Shepis? Or no, Debbie Rashawn. Yeah. Debbie Rashawn was like a big thing in the underground cinema scene, uh, scenes for a while. She had done a couple maybe bigger horror films. Yeah. But, um, 
did a lot of movies with uh, John Russo out of uh, Pittsburgh and things like that. Oh, yeah. I like the tagline says, his sleigh bells are ringing. <laughs> you get it? No, you're dirty. <laughs> like balls. Got Jack Frost. Jack Frost 2. Uh, Into the Mutant Killer Snowman. I just recently watched Jack Frost. The first one? The first one. Yeah. Recently. And it's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. I like it. Uh, some of the CG is a little wonky, but that's yeah. what, I mean, this I is think that's what they were. Filmmaking. Yeah. Like, uh, Shannon Elizabeth is in the movie? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Pre-American Pie, Shannon well. Elizabeth. Um, that was one that, if you never saw the movie, if you ever went to a video store in the 90s, you definitely saw that on the shelf with the lenticular cover where it would like change from like the snowman to the evil snowman back and forth. I love those. lenticular <laughs> the best. I collect them. Yeah. And then basically I'd, I don't know why I never rented it because as soon as you would pick that box up off the shelf and look on the back, there was literally like the shower scene with like Shane and Elizabeth right on the back of the Being box. Sucked into it, yeah. So you knew you were going to get some nudity on it. Hell I don't yeah. know why my 14 year old moron idiot self didn't buy that back or didn't rent it back then, but uh, did you like Santa's sleigh with Goldberg? I've only ever seen the beginning of it, which it is the most is surprisingly good. Yeah. It's the most insane beginning to a movie ever. Yeah. It doesn't stop. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, because the, the, the cover that you started, they've been using for the last 10 years or so. It just sucks. It's just him going, Oh, yeah. if you look at the original, like painted, they actually took time. And made <laughs> He's like a, falling out of the chimney. <laughs> it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I was like, Oh, this is awesome. I like horror movies and I like, you know, Christmas fi horror films. And I was super surprised and it's not completely stupid, but it's fun. It's like Tucker and Dale versus evil for Christmas with, Goldberg. That's yeah. not a really good way to describe it. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your What's your next favorite one? Um, uh, Ginger Dead Man. Ginger Dead Man. There's the, there's the remake to Black Christmas. There's I never heard of this movie called Windchill. Yeah, this is uh, once you start getting into this, I think it's going to lose me on a lot of stuff. You have Ginger Dead Man Two: Passion of the Crust. <laughs> <laughs> I just see Gary Busey's teeth. I love you, Charles Band. <laughs> I hate you, Charles Band. Deadly, dead, deadly little Christmas, Silent Night, Zombie Night. Um, uh, rare exports. Rare exports. Yeah. I'll let you talk about it. I'll be right back. Rare exports. Go ahead. It I'm is serious. a Finnish fantasy action horror comedy. <laughs> Everything you could ever want in a movie. Uh, no, this is one. I've seen this a couple times, uh, mainly with a big group of people, but... Um, people, it's God. I, I can't even begin to pronounce this Finnish name of this city on here, but Let's wing it. Uh, pe about people living near Korvantunturi who discover the secret behind Santa Claus. <laughs> Santa Claus. Look at that. <laughs> Look at this dumb fucking stack of shit that I pulled out of my closet. Actually, I just pulled it off the off the wall. Yeah, rare exports, and it's in here somewhere. Um, I. I like uh, I like Christmas horror films. Uh, Maniacs on number, is on top. <laughs> oh, Child's nice. Play. We missed Child's Play. Child's Play. Does that? Oh yeah, he gets. Shut does he get that for up. his birthday? Or it's for, for Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. It, actually, it is his birthday. It gets it his, it birthday. his birthday. It's one of those shitty things where you like your birthday and Christmas, so your mom and dad has to choose. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. How the Grinch stole Christmas. Um, all the creatures were stirring. Better watch out. A Christmas horror story. I think we'll just do this. We'll just look at this and go, yeah, it's not bad. Scrooge. Scrooge. We fucking forgot Scrooge. Oh, yeah. Right here on VHS. I have. Yeah, I put Scrooge on my other list because it's probably it's considered a comedy, but honestly, there's some horror elements to that that right. I rented Scrooged when I was probably like 10 years old. 
because I saw Bill Murray's face on the front. The night the reindeer died. Yeah, and I loved Ghostbusters, and I was like, well, this has got to be good. Yeah. And I rented it, and uh, his boss comes out when he's, like, dead, and, like, the mouse crawls out of the back of his head. Worm feet. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I thought, I was like, that actually kind of scared me as a kid. Cause he's just like dead and he takes his glasses off and he's like, get the eyes are all like gone. Like, and like, yeah, I was like, that's creepy. And then the, uh, uh, the fucking ghost of Christmas future, the big yeah. grim reaper. The fuck? Yeah. It's dead. That scared me too as a kid. Yeah. He's a monster. It's huge. And I'm like, I was just sitting there like, where's the comedy? <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the, uh, Scrooge is one of those movies that's kind of done, uh, like came back, but not because of like spirit Halloween because it's fucking good yeah it's really good it's really good it did not do well at the theater yeah it's and it's another like i think it's it makes it a good it makes it a really good movie for me because it's real quotable because you have like you know the part where he's like i care <laughs> like that <laughs> have you tried staples <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> all the fake trailers be way before grindhouse oh yeah the yeah the one with like the night the reindeer died it's, and it's like lady majors <laughs> and like the thing about they have the scrooge they're playing like scrooge and it's like it's like highway killers and yeah, it's like a dude coming rain. out of acid rain <laughs> terrorism and it's literally a plane taking off and exploding <laughs> and bobcat Goldthwait. my yeah. god like the manson family christmas special yeah it's man that movie is really funny and you got david johansson as the ghost of christmas past you don't know who that is you're come on man new york dolls new york dolls but yeah, he has another quote where he's just like, "Waterfalls, Frankie Angel." Yeah. <laughs> oh like, my God. Yeah. Go back to Jersey, you moron. <laughs> yeah. Like if you don't know what we're doing. We're just quoting this guy. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Probably stop because yeah, people are like, "This is dumb." But just go watch Scrooge. If you never watched Scrooge, like you need to watch it. It's it's a horror. I would consider it like a kind of like a black comedy. Yeah, I've got Supernatural because Supernatural did a Krampus episode. Um, and I can't, I'm actually not going to spoil the episode, but it, this, uh, if you, there's got to be a bunch of supernatural fans out there. Uh, they did a Krampus uh, episode that made me happy. I've got the Munsters, Scary Little Christmas. Munsters. We've talked about it before because we talked about it on the Munster episode with Chris Johnson was on the uh, episode. This is, uh, I was comparing like the new Rob Zombie movie, but like, oh, it's so campy and shitty and bad. I'm like, what? Monsters oh. show or movie have you not seen? It's not like that. Yeah. This one is just like the Rob Zombie movie. A little bit shorter, and it's got Mary Warrenov in it. Yeah. <laughs> How the Grinch Stole Christmas. The great thing about this DVD, uh, this is the deluxe version that came out. It's got a special that came out on TNT with Phil Hartman when he was still alive doing a whole like making of. Nice. And it's got interviews. It's great. Child's Play is a Christmas movie. Um, Let's see. All the Creatures Were Starting. Have you seen this one? I have not seen it. It's another a horror anthology. Really good. Black Xmas. Xmas. Dun, 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 dun. Better watch out. I saw. I haven't watched that, but I did watch the... Uh, I watched the... We played a trailer of it the other night at Gore Club. Yeah. I can't... Twi- I can't... And it looked really good. I'm not going to spoil it. If you haven't seen it, throw this thing in the... Uh, it's, it's streaming, but throw it in the Blu-ray player. Um, it's really good. Really well made. Back down to Rare Exports. This is the original uh, Blu-ray they, or DVD they put out. Uh, it reminds me like the ending. This is like a really somber kind of dark movie. And then yeah. it turns into like demons or Evil Dead 2 at the end. Yeah, like Trap Santa Claus or yeah. something. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. A Christmas. This is actually the Walmart version. The Holiday Horror Story. <laughs> Another anthology wraparound. But it's really the best story is the Krampus one. Yeah. With William Shatner and all that. And then, of course, we got to talk about Krampus. The, the naughty cut. This is the... 
uncut naughty cut of Krampus, uh, Michael Doherty. What do you want to talk about? I like. I liked I was, it. it was I right. like Krampus. I was. I never watched it originally when it came out. Yeah. But uh, why? After the last few years watching, I was like, I was like, yeah, that's like a that can be like a come into my rotation every year. Well, he was trying to make. This is the guy who made Trick or Treat. The it was Sam, you know, and uh, he also did uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. Uh, but he was trying to make like a movie like Gremlins in a way, like horror family sort of thing, and it works, I think. Now, there's a shit ton. Oh, look, my version of Elves. Elves. And Scrooged. Look at that cover. Uh, we'll talk about this in a second. Silent Night remake. Salem's Lot is a Christmas movie. The remake of Salem's Lot technically is. Was there's that a, a whole bunch that of That came on. Was that a TNT original? Yeah. yeah I think it, it looks like a TNT original it when does? you watch it. I don't know what it is about that. that the, the, the guy who made it. Um, I dig it. I just hate the CG fangs. There's a lot of little things I don't like, but it was one yeah. of those movies that I kept trying to like. I was like, man, I like that though. I like that. Yeah. I don't like overall. It's bad. I'm really excited for the uh, the remake coming out sometime. Yeah. They're doing a whole. Uh, uh, they've remade the the Salem's Lot. Yeah. For a um, third time. Yeah. Yeah. Now these low budget Christmas slasher movies, and he's got like a, this one's called Once Upon a Time at Christmas. Uh, this guy, I'm actually uh, uh, friends with him on uh, Instagram, so that means we're buds, right? Yeah. But anyways, I follow them, and it's like Santa and Harley Quinn. Yeah. Pretty much they're like psychopaths. <laughs> what else? And I've got every shitty fucking Krampus movie that's ever been put out oh, yeah, on DVD. Yeah, I think was, you had one like Mother Krampus. Those are bad. There's two awful. of them, by the way. <laughs> probably making a third. Oh, my I God. I put, uh, there's a couple on mine that... Don't. This is like I mentioned earlier. They don't necessarily take place on Christmas, but uh, like The Shining, it's not a Christmas movie. But in it's like the thing, yeah. In 1998, my mom bought me a copy of The Shining on VHS for Christmas, and I remember watching it with her. And then not with her. I was watching it, and then her and my sister kind of like came in the room. Was like, "Oh, what are you watching?" I was like, "Oh, The Shining." And then it happened to be right at the time Kitties. when that old woman's coming up out of the bathtub. She was oh, like, wow. "I." I can't believe I bought this for you. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know. That was your shining story. But I did know because I read the book when I was in the seventh grade and knew that scene was in there somewhere. Yeah. So you were sweating as it was happening. I was You're just like, like please no. leave the room. Um, here's a, this is actually a Christmas movie, horror film that has nothing to do with Krampus because now Krampus is super fashionable and it's just like they're trying to... There's like, I should make an entire podcast episode just why I hate Krampus movies because they fuck it up every time. Yeah. So anyways... This one is called Wendigo. 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 It's really good, man. Um, who the fuck? Larry Fesden uh, directed this. He had it was a Glass Eye Picks. I think I can't remember. Uh, the he made he has his own uh, production company. He did a vampire like an independent vampire va- vampire movie. Um, he did um, I think a werewolf movie, and then he did this movie. It's Wendigo, and this is the first time I'd ever even heard of what a Wendigo is, and now yeah. it's kind of the same thing. It's you know it's the it's the big horned monster like yeah. antler monster out in the woods that's gonna get you Wendigo. Wendigo. It's actually kind of terrifying if you think of a Wendigo if you ever seen one. <laughs> Low budget but fucking amazing. Yeah. Wendigo. Um, I've got Damien the Omen too as a Christmas movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. I put Innocent Blood on my list. Fuck yes. Because it it takes place. It's like I'm so mad that's not on this list. The whole movie is super snowy. It's cold. It's it just is Christmas. Very, everything's it's kinda, decorated. It's all light. Yeah, everything's decorated. Pittsburgh. Uh, that's what I call it. A uh, French vampire in Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> what else is on your list, man? Hit it. Oh, that also with Innocent Blood, it's you know it's like 
I also call it a French vampire in Pittsburgh. It's also like the Sopranos with vampires. <laughs> it's like half the cast of the Sopranos is in that movie. Yeah, like pre-Sopranos. And then you got Robert Legia just like chewing up the scenery in every scene. He's playing um, the same character he played in Lost Highway. Yeah. And he's just in there like, yeah. Like the whole time with that voice. Yeah. Amazing movie, John Landis. If you've never seen that, it's you can probably find it in the five dollar bin at any half price books. <laughs> when I first saw it, I wasn't not as impressed because I wanted it to be a vampire version of an American Werewolf of London because it, it is directed by John Landis. Yeah, um, but it just it wasn't. But when I went back and I I, I, I found it uh, at the video store and I watched it again, I was like, man, this is good. Plus, it's got some good butt. Yeah, good yeah, booty. she's hot. Yeah, she's gorgeous. There was a. Uh, I put on here that movie we watched recently, Christmas Bloody Christmas. That's a brand new release. Too. Yeah, and it came I, out last week or week before. I didn't really have high hopes for it because uh, I was just like oh, another Christmas movie. But we started watching it, and I was like, "Shit, this is pretty good." <laughs> it's really good. It, we talked about it. Uh, one of our favorite films, uh, Ace and I, is uh, Hardware. Yeah, uh, Peter Stanley or whatever his name is. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, what's his fucking name? Richard <laughs> yeah. Stanley, not Peter. Stanley. Richard Stanley. Uh, Richard Stanley. Uh, came out and uh, he made it's one of his first movies um, but it's very similar to that it's like Terminator uh, Hardware what else uh, Silent Night Deadly Night yeah uh, it, it is a killer it's, it's another killer Santa Claus movie but this one's like goddamn like it's a robot it's a cyborg from hell that it was an animatronic in a toy store yeah and it somehow comes to life yeah, I missed that plot because it. it was really loud that night and everybody yeah. was rocking but uh, yeah. they have uh, but the, it's kind of like a uh, the guy who directed it also did that movie VFW. Oh, that movie rules. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, same dude, Jeff. Oh, sorry, Joe Bagos. I yeah, probably butchered that name. I think they're used to me talking, and I suck at everything. Yeah. I, to I almost said Jeff. <laughs> Jeff Bagos. <laughs> it's Jeff Joe, Bezos. Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Joe really Bagos. Movie. Yeah. Um, I, some people say it has kind of like a Rob Zombie vibe, but mainly it's got that dude Jeff Daniel Phillips in it. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree and, with that at all. You know, I, th- I think it's just because the plot, a lot of the dialogue is just people like, "Hey, fuckity fuck, 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 motherfuck!" Like the whole yeah, time. They don't. They don't have the same. They don't sound like Sherry Moon. Yeah, the girl can act, and it's got a legit like metal soundtrack too, because it's got uh, the bands uh, Isis, Thou, Earthless. She's got like a cephalic carnage patch on oh, yeah. her vest. She got a death shirt. Yeah. Like when we were watching Death Gas and we're like, check yeah. that out. Check that out. Yeah. Like it has some legit stuff in it. Whoever did the set decoration and costumes like knew their shit. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, I was like, damn, it's pretty good. Plus, when the Santa's eyes turn into like those green lasers at the end, mm-hmm. like I was just like, I'm a sucker for that. It's cool. Yeah, it's really cool, man. <laughs> and yeah, he just keeps coming. It's like the Terminator. There's even scenes just like the Terminator where she's yeah. crawling and he's right behind her. But uh, I mean, I guess that's our that's our holiday horror episode. Well, I put one bonus. Oh, maybe not. I put one I'll bonus thing out. at the end of mine. What is it? Because I was trying to, I was like thinking of something. Like everything on here is like you know Santa Claus, Santa Claus, Santa it gets Claus. Old. So there's Fucking one. Santa. There's one book, not even a movie. I know we're a movie based podcast, but there was a book from my childhood called Herschel and the Hanukkah Goblins, and the whole reason I checked it out from the library because I was like, there's like I just saw the goblins in it. And it had like the illustrations are amazing, and it's this. Uh, and it's based on like an old Jewish folk hero, and he's considered like a trickster named Herschel of Ostropol. And basically, he has a challenge and defeat through a guile, or sorry, it's Herschel challenging and defeating through guile a series of goblins over the course of eight nights of Hanukkah, culminating in a showdown with the king of the goblins himself on the final night of Hanukkah, which makes. 
it sounds it sounds amazing and like when you see at the end of it and he's like there's like the king of the goblins in the doorway and it's this big giant guy like i don't know like i didn't know growing up in a little redneck town i didn't know much about hanukkah so for a little while i literally thought this was hanukkah holy shit where i was like i was like this is all about goblins and stuff like this sounds amazing i want to get one of those candelabras yeah and then my mom was like no 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 this is just a story like i was like i was like oh okay well either way it's just like a really great movie or sorry it's a really great book i wish somebody would make this a movie i was thinking man it's uh god if you can ever you can find copies of it around it has all the all the artwork in it is amazing it's, it's it's like a children's book but it's like very well written um i think it won a bunch of awards and stuff but i was trying to think like there's got to be some other christmas kind of horror themed kind of thing that's not just santa claus and that was the one thing i thought of <laughs> yeah I, that's why i was like apprehensive to show not to let not to just watch but show the christmas bloody christmas but surprised me the shit out of me yeah with the production value how they could you know shooting everything about it um was great yeah but uh that's awesome that somebody needs to buy that fucking book i know i don't know how that's not a movie yet like uh, it's it's amazing like if you ever if you get done watching this or whatever just google that look it up it's amazing great illustration all the goblins in it look insane and terrifying i can't believe it was a children's book honestly (laughs) like because it kind of scared me reading it as a kid uh, well at one time children's books were supposed to be like morality tales like there's yeah it is yeah you know he's doing good things and he defeats the evil it's a Grimm's fairy tale yeah fairy tale fairy tale so, anyways, well, that was great, man. Uh, thank you, guys. And uh, if you can, just give us a little like and a subscribe and maybe even share. That means the world to us YouTube creators and uh, podcast creators. Um, you would never understand how simple it is and how much it me- means to us. And it keeps us going. So, yeah. Thanks for tuning into the Gore Club podcast. It's Christmas, damn it. Christmas, damn it. <laughs> da-dun, da-dun, da-dun. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Ah. <sighs>